0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. Heavy Groundhog's Day. It's February 2nd uh, is when this episode is publishing, and it is. Not our hundredth episode. I was mistaken. I've been talking this week about how I think my hundredth episode is gonna hit on Thursday. Uh, coming up, we do mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this episode, but that's Paul Emick's copyright. So we just change it to like, oh no, oh yeah. Matt in the Falls offered to host. He's gonna host. And uh, we did this on Tuesday. He did a great job. He had great questions. He did a great job. Toby was my special guest. We were supposed to record this this on Monday night, and Tim got carjacked, and then we couldn't do it. Now, Tim's okay. Uh, I do feel like I was a little too hard on him the other day. Um, But that's uh, that's just something we're just going to have to live with from now on, is somebody got carjacked, and I was a huge douche about it. And if I got carjacked, I would probably break down and cry on a live stream on YouTube right after it happened so i'm glad tim's okay that's uh, first and foremost with it not being the hundredth i don't really know when the hundred the reason i got confused is because this is the hundredth posting on this channel i don't know if i count the clay thompson episode by the way i interviewed clay thompson no big deal you go listen to that but also there's like a 45 second trailer you may have accidentally heard like I'm Bart Wiggler. I love talking Wisconsin sports. And, on this, and, and that, that counted as a show. So I was counting that. So the 100th episode's either Friday or Monday or whatever. And you know who cares? I think the fact that we're close to this milestone is cause for cele- celebration enough. Nearly almost 100 episodes of a podcast that I'm doing in my basement most of the time. You know, when the layoffs happened, I think a lot of the younger guys were shocked. I just figured, look, this is part of the radio business. And at some point I was going to get laid off from some job, sometime somewhere. I took some time to try to figure out what was next. And I, 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 really, I'm doing the podcast because of, people saying that they still needed an outlet to talk more sports. And I I don't want to get into the whole thing about what I always get into, but I think there are still like, there are, it's not just me, but there are like, so I'm, I'm a radio guy. I love the radio, but I think what radio needs to realize is while it's easy to just turn on your car and turn on the radio and that eliminates a step. Like I, I've talked about this why I don't like you know, like streaming services because I gotta hit a different button and then a different. Although I did stream Black Panther uh two today, and it was awesome. First time I saw it, very good. I I think that what, what people on the radio need to do is not take their spot on the air for granted. Yes, you're on the radio, yes. The Packer game was on the night before, and now I get in my car and there's you. But I still think that every day you need to earn that listenership. And I feel that here. I mean, I, I mean if I was half-assing this and not trying to get guests on and not trying to do fun stuff and, you know, not having people interact and, and join and just trying to have fun while talking sports, then, like, you will not come back for the next episode tomorrow. So I, I if I ever do go full time radio again, it just and, and I think that the people that are full time radio now just need to remember yes, you have a leg up because people get in their car and you're on. But also maybe you don't. One of the reasons that I thought the podcast could work is a lot of people listen to our old show as a podcast anyway, or on their phone anyway. The signal was so terrible that you listen on the phone anyway. So if you're already used to that, and it's not just me, but there's so many good podcasts out there, especially for Packers fans. Like, I know that you guys pretend to hate Peter Bukowski, but you look at every tweet he ever sends. Probably because it's hard to ignore. I mean, you can unfollow and block, and he could go private, Elon style. You're still going to see his tweets. He tweets so much. But his show's good. Andy Herman's Pack-A-Day is good. Uh, The Game on Wisconsin guys are doing good things. You know, even a guy like Mike Wickett is still busting his ass doing Packer stuff once a week. And that's still content that you can go find. And I'll, I'll have to talk to him soon. Um, who didn't I mention? The Eurostep guys and their own network. Ty, who helped bring me into the Blue Wire thing. So there's so many podcasts uh, out there that you can find. And maybe for you, what you find on the radio is the best option. And that's great, too. But I think that... I think that everyone needs to realize that there's more content than ever and you have to earn your content. And if this starts sucking, uh, you guys will let me know. Uh, I mean, I, I I will be very aware when the people have decided that this has started to suck. There's one big regret that I have in these almost 100 episodes, and that's that I never did that Bart Winkler hurry up. I will have to try to do that. I do want to have a half serious, half joking. It'll be a joke. If it fails, it'll be serious. If it succeeds, uh, like a bar outing on some random night. So I do want to do that relatively soon. Uh, I really think that the the main goal is to ramp up for the Bucks playoffs. I know that come Bucks playoffs time. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to throw on a post game show or try to do something, but there's a lot of you that join me every night after most Bucks games, maybe not on the weekends, well, sometimes Sundays, but, I think that we're establishing a little community of post-game, all right, let's talk Bucks a little bit and see what else happens. And I think that come Bucks playoff time, that's going to be when we shine, when we all rock and roll. I want to thank everybody that's come on. So far. I'm, so I'm going to thank people for like two minutes if you want to get ahead to the fun and games. Um, I want to thank like Tim Shea. I, I couldn't do this without him. Toby Altizer and Sam and Evan and Horvat and Imig and Grant all these guys that jump on all the time, Uh, you know, the guys that jump on the Tonys and the mats and the Q's and the Austin's Jake, you know, I, again, I'm going to say all these guys and not say one basement, Dave, now Jim in Chicago, you know, big Ron in Jersey, Uh, anybody that's jumped on once it's been like, I love when you jump on Dave and Cuttahay badger bloodies, you know, my Miller park minute guy jump on at any time. Like, if you're watching and you see, oh, Jake's on again, why does he get to be on? Oh, man, so what just be on. I got the link out there. It's for everybody. I know sometimes it might be, like, weird. Like, what am I doing now? I'm talking to these guys on YouTube. But I think it's been really fun. And I appreciate everybody who gives the time to contribute, whether it's that way, the comments, Twitter, or even just watching from afar and silently. Uh, I do want to thank uh, the sponsors. I don't know that I make it to 100 without them, especially Happy Place Hemp. Those guys have been awesome. Uh, the product's great. I'm so glad that I do like and use their product. know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big thing. Uh, took a couple gummies the other night. Maybe that's why I thought the Tim story was so funny. But it uh, did help me go to sleep. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off your orders. Uh, Carl at Carl's Place. I got to go out there. They, they got a great operation going. Like they got a great operation going. Uh, employs a lot of people, you know, locally, really good business, run really well. Carl's place, carl of et.com, backslash Bart. Golden Chicken, uh, they've been fun letting us just throw fake catchphrases and double clucks of the week for our picks throughout the year. That's been awesome. Omaha Steaks now. Omaha Steaks is on board. Get yourself a steak promo code. And I'm getting a website built. I'm working with Sun Ant Interactive. And I think the website's going to be really cool and help the show. You know, help you connect with some of the sponsors, help you guys connect with each other. So I'm really excited about the website and what it has to uh, offer. Got to thank my uh, wife and kid. They're letting me try to do this. (laughs) So, I mean, like, uh, Wednesday, I went to the doctor And then I watched Black Panther 2. My kid didn't need to go to daycare. We sent him to daycare. So thanks for their support. As my wife's upstairs right now, busting her ass. And I'm talking about uh, whatever I'm talking about. So just some things I wanted to say. Because I do think this has been, and I've said it before, but this has been the most fun I've had in my career. Just this kind of, you know, wackiness, freedom. It's been really fun. So thanks for everybody Get to the headlines of the day. Um, I do think sometimes, like if I was on the air, what would the show have been? So two nights ago, we did a Bucks post game, mostly Bucks. You know, we talked about Tim's story on the radio. That's like forty five minutes, and I and I got another three hours to fill. Well, on Wednesday morning, we would have had plans to talk Bucks, probably some Packers off season, probably some writer. You know, Maybe we knew someone in Philly or Kansas City that could talk whatever with us. Probably talk Sean Payton. What would you trade for Matt LaFleur? You know, stuff like this. Which coach would get the biggest trade haul? Actually, I might save some of these for uh, Saturday. CBS Sports Radio Saturday, 11 to 4. I do have to come up with a lot of these topics. And I might hit a Brady one on Saturday, but I'm glad I didn't have to today. Like, breaking news is fun when it's something interesting and fun. Like, oh, my God, we're sitting here talking about nothing, and the Packers signs a Darius Smith and Preston Smith. What? They're signing free agents? What? But if I had a show planned and we were talking Bucks, and, you know, we had Tom Brady retired, I'd have to be like, oh, my God, now we have to talk about Tom Brady. I mean, we didn't – you never have to do anything, but, like, Mike and the Mad Dog, this big reunion on first take they're stuck all of a sudden talking about Tom Brady for an hour when they probably had so much else planned. Tom Brady retiring. Everyone thinks it's official this time. Uh, I would tend to agree if he fakes it this way. I mean, it's so early that you got to think if you're going to do it this early, you're pretty confident. I think a good rationale was sometimes you have to do the thing you think you're done doing to know you're done doing it. And he probably wanted to retire last year. And then he just had to play one more year. And he's like, okay, I I do need to retire now. I can walk away. I started to play until he was 50. But he did retire. Obviously, he's so good. Like, I don't want to do that topic. Uh, Some topics that I think interesting. How much would Tom have won in Green Bay? Would Aaron have won in New England? I think that's an interesting topic. I don't want to do that today. I do think it, it, it does make... Everybody's so everybody's first thought was and this is when you realize how unfunny you are because Tom Brady retires. And one of the first things I think of is, oh, is he promoting that 80 for Brady movie? Oh, my God. I'm going to say that on tomorrow's podcast. It's going to be so funny. I'm going to be like Tom Brady. Uh, the the legs people will go through to to uh, advertise their movie. This is all just a ploy for 80 for Brady. By like nine o'clock on Wednesday morning, a 100 people said it. Some of the least funny people I know were saying it. So it really makes you feel sometimes, you know, like I feel like in the old days, pre-internet, you could be around with your buddies, group of five, say a joke. They, They think you're so original and so funny. Now, sometimes if I like have a joke, I search on Twitter, a million people have already said it. So either there's just not many jokes to be made or probably more likely I'm not as funny as I thought I was. And that's okay. It's just something you got to deal with. But now with the Rodgers part of this, everyone says, Oh, Rogers isn't going to retire now, you know, because Brady and he doesn't want to share a, a hall of fame stage with, with Tom Brady. I don't know if that plays into it. I don't think that Rogers was going to retire anyway. Someone that's going to share a stage with Tom Brady. And I'm trying really hard to like this guy. Cause he's going to be in our lives forever. Tom Brady retires. J.J. Watt, quote, tweets, greatest of all time, no question, no debate. It's been an honor and a privilege. Go to Moji. P.S. <laughs> the newly retired group meets on the golf course every morning at 10. Drinks are on the new guys, so bring your wallet. Like, does he think that's funny? Honestly. At least, like, I just told you there's a gate. I can I can understand what the gate is between if it's funny or not, and I realize it's not funny. I understand what the gate J.J. Watt thinks that's funny. And then people like say, oh, J.J., you're so funny. And like people in the NFL that still want access. Oh, J.J., always making us laugh. I told you this guy's not going anywhere. J.J. Watt, Tom Brady retired. You're still going to see Tom Brady a little bit, but it'll be like in cameo appearances. J.J. Watt is going to try to cameo on everybody's thing. He's trying to cameo on Tom Brady's retirement. J.J. Watt is going to be... There there will be a night. There will be a night. Sometime in the next four years. Where J.J. Watt will be on Special Forces on Fox. And then the next hour, he'll be on Mass Singer. He'll be on both of them. You flip over to ABC's on Dancing with the Stars. You flip over to NBC. He's guest hosting the Tonight Show. He's going to be everywhere. J.J. Watt is going to be everywhere. So just be ready. I'm just... I'm just warning you. I'm like, I'm like the scientist in that movie. Don't look up that say a meteor is coming and It's going to hit earth. And everyone's like, ah, no, no big deal. I'm telling you the JJ watt meteor is coming. And if you think like Ryan Seacrest is everywhere, if you think Dwayne, the rock Johnson is everywhere. JJ watt is going to be everywhere. There will be a Watt Plus streamer in the next 10 years. He's going to somehow be James Bond, take over for Tom Cruise. Probably be in Black Panther 3. Guy's going to be everywhere. So anyway, uh, Tom, he retired. But what I do think is that this ups the stakes for Aaron Rodgers. And if they are going to trade Rodgers, like now the Packers have to trade Rodgers, don't they? everybody thought Tom Brady was going to the Raiders. And I think that's where he would have ended up. But now the Raiders are like, oh shit, do we bring back Derek Carr? And even if they don't really want Rodgers or won't be that aggressive, other teams that would like the jets or whoever are going to be like, well, now there's more teams in the mix. One less quarterback out there, more teams in or less, more teams in the mix, less quarterbacks to go for. We have to up our ante. So I think the Packers, I just, If they don't trade Rodgers, I wonder what kind of haul they're going to be leaving on the table. There's no way they should be able to get what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. But having Brady retire almost opens that back up. I mean, if you look at the free agents out there and the guys available, like Jimmy G's a free agent. Like if the Jets are between Jimmy G, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers – I'd rather take my chances that Rogers still has it and and has a revenge year, which we've seen him do, than go for Derek Carr, or Jimmy G. Now it's just gonna be what what is the price and what can Goody get. Rogers still in the news for a bunch of stuff. I I don't really care what he says at this point. I just want to know like what the Packers are gonna do. And that's something we'll talk about here in the coming uh weeks, I'm sure. I'm sure. Do want to thank Happy Place Hemp once again? Mention them 25% off every order. HappyPlaceHemp.com is the promo code. That's wrong. That's the website. The promo code is BART. HappyPlaceHemp.com. I haven't taken any gummies today. HappyPlaceHemp.com promo code is BART. 25% off every order you get. First introductory order, maybe you know what you want. Maybe you've been listening and you're like, all right, I'll get the big package right away, 25% off. But you don't have to like, you can order a little, then order what you like later. You can do it however you want because every time you use the code BART, you will get 25% off. Delta 8 gummies, THCOs, Delta 9s, the, the mango ones that are THC free. The ones that I use a bunch for night, CBD and CBN. Uh, Those are great. There's tinctures. There's different um, edibles, like I mentioned. There's stuff for your pet that you can use. They got a whole bunch of different stuff. And I would check it out at, uh, again, happyplacehemp.com. And the promo code is BART. They've got the lotion, the balm stick. Uh, They got all this stuff with the CBD, the muscle cream. Maybe good for after or before a workout. I wouldn't know. I don't work out. Although I think I might be getting a gym membership to the $10 a month club down the street. That's going to be a big February goal of mine. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Without further ado, Matt in the Falls hosting Mm -hmm, mm -mm, or a knockoff of it with Toby Altizer. We thought it's our 100th episode. Either way, I gave my acceptance speech. Love you all. Uh, Matt and Toby and me. As part of our 100th episode extravaganza, I'm going to bring in Toby Altizer, who has seen a lot of change over these 100 shows. (laughs) He moved. I did.
2: Across the country to Washington, D.C. Officially part of the DMV. I know I claimed it when I was in Milwaukee. I didn't grow up in the DMV. I grew up in Virginia, not part of the DMV though. Nobody knows enough about the area to question you. Well, that's why I did it. So I felt like I could do that. I can't do that now. It's
1: like right. when I go overseas, which I never do. I say, "Oh, I'm from Chicago." Oh, you say right. that? No. No, I said no. Uh, it's a real American thing to say. I'm from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, to like a German. <laughs> They don't know what Wisconsin is. That's what Fond du
3: Lac means.
1: Fond du Lac, and there is Matt in the falls. Hello, hello. And I, you know, for a one hundredth episode, Matt, you've had a big impact on this show. It wow. means um, a lot. The green screen,
2: the the ring light. The oh, constant... so this is all courtesy of him. I didn't realize that. Yeah, man, you missed Matt.
3: that. You missed that uh, whole thing. That was that was a monumental. <laughs>
2: Well done, Matt. Makes him look good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The 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 short version is that
3: he's given us so many hours of free radio entertainment. I thought that $75 worth of equipment was a fair exchange.
2: Yeah. That's nice. That's nice.
1: And now Matt's Fortnite buddy just keeps flooding money on my YouTube lives. It's true. Which is (laughs) really awesome. So.
3: He's a generous guy. Thank you.
1: So. No, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, For the next couple of weeks Paul's on assignment So Matt in the Falls stepped up and said You know what I'll guest host And I thought that was a very good idea As the sugar daddy of the show I thought I would totally allow him to do that <laughs> um, We're not going to call it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Because Paul's got copyrights on that So we'll just call it Oh yeah or oh no I don't know what the questions are uh, I trust that Matt came up with some good ones. We'll see. So, God. All right, Matt, take it away.
3: Right, here we go. Rumors are swirling around the NBA trade market, and the latest one suggests the Milwaukee Bucks would trade the package of Jordan Wara, George Hill, and second-round draft pick considerations to the Phoenix Suns for none other than Jay Crowder. Should the Bucks make that move? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Or, oh, no.
1: Now, we're recording this on Tuesday. I'm putting this out on Thursday. So, what if he gets traded by then? Should I just cut this or leave it in?
3: Oh, leave it in. Oh, you can just leave it in. Leave it Cause in. Because then, then we'll either, you'll, you'll know how we feel regardless of yeah. what really happens. It's, we yeah. set in stone.
1: So, to that trade package, I would have to say, oh, yeah. Because that's Nothing. Wara has not contributed like he should. Abaka, like all of a sudden just came to work one day and said, I hate this everyone here. I don't know what's going on there. And then George Hill, like, George Hill can still give you some meaningful minutes in the regular season, but in the playoffs we saw last year, he disappeared. Nobody cares about the picks. So Jay Crowder, I would think, can be more helpful than that package. Can be helpful. I'm still not, like I said yesterday, I think a very BART thing I realized is I, I, a lot of times my argument is, it's okay if you do that. Just don't do that like this. You know, it's okay if you think, that, just like, I'm always like j- judging the level of how people perceive something or want something. Six months of Jay Crowder lusting is too much. It's Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want, I don't want to dip into the Grayson Allen pool. You know, I don't want to, there's a proposed trade I read the other day from uh, Dan Favali that included Joe Ingalls and Marshawn on Bochamp. I don't want to trade these guys, but if
2: that's the trade package, I'll say, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go right along with that. I mean, if you're not giving up anyone meaningful, the only guy that you mentioned in there that actually plays for the bucks at this point, it seems like is George Hill. And I could live without seeing George Hill ever again in a Bucks uniform. Like, he's he's been nice. He's helped out at points, but he's not helping out anymore. And like Bart said, come playoff time, you're going to trust him with minutes like you did last year? I think we saw how that went. So I don't think I'm going to give up anything in George Hill. The other players, I mean, Jordan Wara, I can't stand watching him in a Bucks uniform. He just doesn't fit anymore. It doesn't seem like so. Getting rid of him is fine. And then, like you said, second round picks. So as long as you don't have to give up more than that for the time being, I'd absolutely do it. Now, if you had to include someone like a Grayson Allen to do it like a three team deal, then you'd have to think about it. But the deal that you laid out, Matt, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. And now, Matt, you get the answer.
3: Um, well, I do agree. I'm always hesitant just because I think Jay Crowder is declining. I was looking at his numbers. Shot under 40% from the field uh, last year when he did play, and now he's holding out, so I don't like that kind of attitude for our Bucks. I think we're better than – our team is better than that. We have higher morale, that sort of thing. Nobody would hold out for us. But,
2: but I thought there um, were chemistry issues.
3: Oh, yeah, Bobby Portis and Giannis are just, <laughs> just – they're in the doghouse with each other,
2: but is the surge thing really
1: from that video where they they surge was on a cooking show? He was doing his cooking show, and I think he was doing it with Drew. Yeah, and they called Giannis, and Giannis said, "You're just a role player. You just set screens." <laughs> I, I don't could think see surge that actually being since, he hasn't played since that. That's hilarious,
2: well, though.
3: Surges, you know, if you're sore about not playing at all and somebody says that, somebody like Giannis that has pull and that people are going to listen to and laugh at, then he could get pretty butthurt about that. I could I see mean, it. he
2: also woke Giannis up from his nap, and we all know you don't do that. So Yeah, he can't wake he's, Giannis up from naps. He's got to rest. He's got to rest that knee. And you, If you get in the way of that, then
3: look out. All right, well, by the time we post this, Jay Crowder's probably a buck, so... Well, the trade deadline is until next week, so I don't. I think we're we've got a little oh, bit of a way. Yeah, away yeah. Here.
1: Jay, Jay's like, yeah, trade me to Milwaukee, but I actually don't want to play. So just yeah. wait to the deadline, and then and I'll wait. need two months to recoup, and then uh, the playoffs. Just you know, play me a little bit, and then uh, I'll play against the Suns. Yeah, and the way take I see it, threes and miss them all.
3: Yeah, he's he's taking George Hill's minutes in the playoffs, which would be minuscule as is. Hopefully, um. So I'm. Oh yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, good first question. Thank you. Yeah. We are two weeks away from pitchers and catchers. After trading away their best player in the heat of a division race, the Brewers were abandoned by David Stearns, like baby Moses in the river Nile. Despite some bright spots, the 2023 Brewers appear to leave much to be desired. This is the least excited you've been for the Brewers in recent memory. Oh yeah. Or, Oh No.
1: Uh, well, recent memory, I'll say, after oh, yeah, of,
3: after the bites of the apple thing, and just like you know, just those are well, the, the bites of the apple and Stern's leaving. Like, what do we we're not going up, we're in the wrong direction, it looks like, and I don't like it, but go, go ahead.
1: What is uh, what's recent memory? Like, what's the time frame?
3: Um, like since we since we were in the playoff hunt like 10 years ago when we went to the NLCS against the Cardinals
1: then i would actually say oh no there was one year where i was even less excited i think it was 2016 so the brewers in 2014 that was the first year i started the fan and uh, like right away sparky's like hey come come to a post game show with me and they're playing the dodgers and Jimmy Nelson out Clayton Kershaw. And we were like, oh, my God. It was August. Brewers were in a good position. They free-falled at the end of 2014. Then 2015, they sucked. And then 2016, um, what did they do in 2015? 2015, they were 68-94. and 94. Mm-hmm. And then so 2016, they, they had a bad year. And I thought, and I brought this to the big show. They let me host the big show. And I, you know, I'm still a little unknown and whatever. So I had the topic. Is it, is it fair to take a year off from watching your favorite team? Comma. Should I root for the Cubs this season instead? <sighs> <laughs> now Cubs won the world series that year. So I should have rooted for them. Um, that, that, that period. Like at the end of Ranicky and when they were first bringing in Council, that was pretty bad. But I think this year, like, I'm not excited. Like that that year they that, that year I wasn't excited because they were going to suck. This year I'm not excited because they're going to be the same as they were the last five years, the, the and and worse. Like I'm sorry, I, I see people online doing this. I can't like I can't be like, well, if if Jesse Winker gets back to his all-star
2: year and <laughs> if uh, Brian Anderson plays like he did four years ago. Well, here, I'll, is- I'll take it from here for your part. Cause I would say, Oh yeah. Cause when I think about it, we put in so much effort last year, whether you were trying to talk yourself into the brewers or try to make excuses for them or talking yourself out of how good they were. And I was one of the leading charges at the station. Like I think this brewers team is good. And then they just trade Josh Hader and the bottom falls out. Like, if anything, it's not that I'm not excited. It's that I don't want to have to put in effort to plead for the Brewers again. Because like you said, Bart, they're the exact same. So it's already starting, like you said. Oh, well, if uh, Jesse Winker can be this guy that we thought he once was, or Brian Anderson can be the prospect, or if we can do this or this and that. And it's like, you're trying to put scenarios together that everything has to go perfect. And if one little thing out of a hundred goes wrong, then the Brewers are right back where they were last year and missing the playoffs. I just can't put myself through that again. It's not that I'm not excited. You know, once baseball season comes around, I'm going to watch all these teams. I'm excited about baseball being back. So it's not that I'm not excited about the Brewers, but I don't want to have to go through all this again this year, like we did last year. So I would say, Oh yeah, I'm not excited about, really seeing the brewers this year. I mean, maybe they'll surprise us maybe because it seems like the expectations going into this year got dropped a little bit compared to last year, but even so I'm not like thrilled to see the brewers this year. Well, and
1: it's been like that it's been for the last you know few years. It's been the brewers can be good. If four of these guys have one of their best years ever, I remember doing that with, if Jesus Aguilar can do this, if Omar Narvaez can do Mm -hmm. this. And yeah, if, but there's at some point there's just too many ifs. Like, it's not like, all right, brewers are good. And if Keston here figures it out, they're going to be great. No, it's brewers are fine. If nine, you know, it's, it's too many guys. So the level of excitement is not there. Like I'm excited for, baseball every night i'm excited to maybe take my kid to a couple games but i'm not i don't i I don't think there's any chance like they're winning anything maybe they get in as a wild card but see now we have low expectations so if they win 95 games it's gonna be (laughs) be the funnest season ever Matt,
3: i mean that's that's pretty much saying it all right there i mean you can kind of see how i feel based on the question um my excitement is quite low but you know i'll I'll go out we're gonna take our four-year-old she'll be five we're gonna take her to her first game so we got we got that going on but as far as the team goes i mean if they make the playoffs i'll be shocked and i i think there's a very low chance of that so you know we'll enjoy the ballpark a few times and that's about it
1: i have a question
3: yeah
1: mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> mm. There's no better place to stock up your freezer than with Omaha Steaks.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. OmahaSteaks.com. So, again, this is what they do. They You can go to OmahaSteaks.com. You can, like, fill in packages. You can get a couple of filet mignons. You can get some chicken breasts. You can do all that. If you want to do that, fine. They'll let you. And then it's, like, the normal pricing or whatever but they have pre-designed packages that basically have everything you want in them. Like the freezer fill up, or they got some special ones for Valentine's day coming up. So when you go to one of those packages, you're getting all this meat that you wanted anyway, with the jumbo Franks and all that stuff. The apple tartlet's very good. You get all that stuff. Check out one of the packages, then put in my promo code, Bart, B-A-R-T, $30 then off additional to the savings you're getting in the first place. So, Go to omahasteaks.com. The promo code is BART. B-A-R-T. You do it at checkout. Look at Omaha Steaks right by Matt's head on YouTube. Other way. Yeah, omahasteaks.com. And I got uh, that as well. omahasteaks.com. Code BART at checkout. Do you know it's not just steak? It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com. We got our package.
2: Yeah. Did you cook some of that up? I did. Any good? It was best steak of your life. Guaranteed. Of course. And
1: you're going to start to see on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at WingsThings If you want to see the meals that I claim to make that my wife actually cooked,
3: <laughs> OmahaSteaks.com. Matt, question number three. <laughs> The University of Wisconsin men's basketball program has been dusty and stale for oh, yeah. too long. <laughs> they should can Greg Gard after this season and bring in a spicy young success story like Luke Fickle is. Luke Fickle is for the football team. Oh yeah, or oh no. Um,
2: Toby, you want to go first? You already answered. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that they should fire Gard. Like, I, I think guard is pretty boring, but it depends on who you're bringing in. Like, it's a pretty obvious one with football. If you can bring in a Luke Fickle over Paul Christ, you do it, and you've already seen the difference that that can make. But who are you bringing in for basketball? Like, are you stealing someone from another school? Like, what are we doing here? So I'd have to have – A contingency plan in place before I'd say fire guard. Because, I mean, guard just took you last year from a team that wasn't supposed to be anything to winning the Big Ten. So I I think you got to be a little bit careful there. So I would say, oh no, right now I wouldn't fire guard. But if you had a contingency plan or you had something set up that you could bring somebody else in that's a solid head coach, then absolutely I'd do that. Well, They're now in danger of missing the tournament and they're losing a bunch of games in a row. i I, That's true. But like, who do they have on that basketball team? Like you can say Chucky Hepburn and Chucky's good, but he's a point guard. He needs other people around him.
1: Yeah, no, they're no good. And now in college, that's part of the, you know, job is you got to recruit these guys. Yeah. And sometimes you recruit guys and they just end up sucking like
2: Graham Mertz. Well, I feel like this year is more of an indictment on Greg guard, the recruiter than Greg guard, the coach, but those things are going to go hand in hand. Yeah. And
1: so he maybe not gets, you know, you might get fired for being a bad recruiter, but he's always been like a decent recruiter. That's kind of been what they liked about him.
2: I mean, let's not forget the number 10 overall pick went to Wisconsin last year. And we've seen so much of him in the NBA that we just know that Wisconsin provides quality NBA talent. Yeah. What's the deal with Johnny Davis? He barely even plays for the G League team. Yeah, like, anyone could have saw that coming. (laughs) I don't know, but everyone hates that pick, so if you're wondering... I don't think
1: you should fire guard. No. I think what's happening is too many people are looking at the football program and saying, oh, let's do it for that. When there's no, like, obvious choice, you're not going to
2: get a rush of transfers to come in like you did football. Well, I feel like for football... Correct me if I'm wrong here, but like obviously this past year was a down year, but the year before that was a little bit of a disappointment. Like it's been a couple years of disappointment for the football program in a row where you're like, well, maybe Chris isn't the guy. Like you just had a year last year with the basketball team where they overachieved and this year they've disappointed. I don't think you can just halfway through a year that they've been disappointing for the first time in a little while just can Greg Gard out of the blue. Well,
1: people have wanted to fire Greg Gard since he got that job anyway. Anytime the Badgers lose two games in a row, fans want to fire him. Yeah. I mean, the Badgers, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes Badgers fans act like their program is Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky. and It's not. So, you're gonna eat your gray guard, and you're gonna like it.
3: Yeah, I have very little opinion on this. Um, not <laughs> much of a Badgers guy. I just needed questions, so I wanted to make one up about the Badgers. Um, <laughs> I say go for it. Why not make things more entertaining? I can't name a single player on the Badgers right now.
2: I know a guy that be should be go honest. over there, Bart Lundy. Hey,
3: um, well, yeah, I
2: think or or, or keep him in Milwaukee. Well, so Bart
1: Lundy is a two-time guest on my show now. Friend of show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If he goes, if he goes to Wisconsin, then I'd have an in at Wisconsin. Yeah, there you go.
3: Courtside at the Kohl Center.
1: There you go. And I, both of our names are Bart. Oh, I here. know who
2: I know who they should get to go coach the Wisconsin Badgers. Hmm. Mike Budenholzer. Jesus. <laughs> <coughs> that solved two of well, your problems there, Bart. No more Mike holding with the Bucks. That is and in honor you. of,
1: for our 100th episode, that's in honor of Tim Shea. <laughs> that wow. kind of hot take.
3: The John Gruden hot take. Wow. All, All
1: right. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Matt, I'm, I'm very
3: impressed. Thanks. All right. Um, question 405. Former it really Jalousy- makes you think that
1: any idiot could do a podcast. <laughs> What do I think I'm so special
3: for? I don't know. This is this is not fun. <laughs> Former Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, was hired for the same role by the San Diego Chargers yesterday afternoon, less than 24 hours after being jettisoned from Jerry World. Going from Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to Justin Herbert and the Chargers is actually a promotion for Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, no. I think... This is good for the
1: Chargers because Brandon Staley sucks. So he needs to not have anything to do with the offense
2: because isn't he a defensive guy? Yeah, he's a defensive guy. He was the defensive coordinator with the Rams before he got hired over there. I, I think they should just like make him the
1: defensive coordinator. And, you know, he's the head coach. So let him call timeouts and stuff. But he's shitty at that, too.
2: Yeah, I don't think Staley's a very good head coach. Like, I think you can get by because of the success of the team, but he I don't think he's very good. I think Kellen Moore going over there, though, is 100% an upgrade because you get rid of the pressure of being in Dallas with the star and Jerry Jones and will Mike McCarthy be here next year? Will I maybe get promoted? Are they bringing in Sean Payton? You get rid of all of that, and now you get to call plays for Justin Herbert and offense. And maybe take weapons. over for Staley. Yeah, and eventually, maybe you do get promoted to that head coaching job. Like, Essentially, you were already being talked about as a head coaching candidate over the last couple of cycles in Dallas. Now you get an upgraded quarterback, and so you can do a lot of the things that you did with Dak Prescott with a much better talent in Justin Herbert, and you have Keenan Allen, you've got Mike Williams, you've got Austin Eckler, you've got a lot of talent over there. In L.A. So, I think 100%. Oh, yeah. A huge upgrade for Kellen Moore. Um,
1: I think another thing is Kellen Moore is going to get less TV time. And that might be good. Because if you're watching the Cowboys, every time they have a bad play, they show Kellen Moore. <laughs> the Chargers, they're going to show maybe once a game. Nobody cares about who the Chargers offensive coordinator is. Yeah. So I I think it's a good move for him. Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: I agree. I think he – I mean, he was the designer of that spectacular play that ended the Cowboys' season with Ezekiel Elliott at center where he just got pancaked immediately. And I think it's just – there's something comical about that guy getting picked up instantly, and it just says something about the nepotism of the NFL and how if you recently had a job, you're just, like, automatically qualified or – well, I mean, you're qualified, obviously, but – you're just you're just gonna get picked up right away because ooh, he, this guy knows you know he just had this job. We don't have to tell him how to do it or anything. He'll just step in and do it. And there's, I wish that they took more chances in the NFL, but uh, you know hired people like Matt Lafleur, a young offensive coordinator, and look how that's gone. <laughs> but hey, wait, no, I did, mean uh, we took they took a
2: chance on Jeff Saturday.
3: Oh, but geez, he so was, like, was, was like
2: best friend. Well, and you spoke of nepotism. The guy they fired out of that role was Joe Lombardi. So they should just take it like a refresh here, where they're like, "All right, whoever gets hired this year as
1: a coach can't know a single person in the NFL." You okay? Hold on. Bring some. High I guess they I guess
0: yeah, you. Bring high this. school coaches.
1: High school football is like the pinnacle of life, anyway. Is what I'm told. Yeah.
2: If you got I, fired from a head coaching gig or a gig where you just got paid and you're guaranteed to make like five or six million over the next couple of years without doing anything. Are you going back into coaching? Cause I sure as heck would not like Nathaniel Hackett gets hot fired and he's still going to get a paycheck from the Broncos. I'd be sitting at home.
3: They want more. Yeah. yeah Why do you want to go work they want more?
2: Yeah, like, come on, you're going to pay me 5 million to sit at home and literally not do anything. I'd take that in a heartbeat. It's not like he wakes up contemplating every day
1: if he should go door dashing or not. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I, I really might get back at it today. Hey, why not? It was so cold this week.
3: That's true. You get more <laughs> I tips. I make some money. Security tips, hopefully. I just don't want anyone to see, see me. Just bundle up.
2: <laughs> just drive don't worry by and that Pro thing out the window.
3: hat. Wear like a Trump hat and then a mask and nobody will know it's you.
1: Well I can't wear both of, oh, I'd have to wear a ski mask, not a not a COVID yeah, You mask. never
3: know. Get, a, get an American flag one with an eagle on it. Meet yeah. the middle. Yeah.
1: All right. I do have a, a snowblow mask I could wear. That'll work. I'm gonna uh, actually go get it now and put it on.
3: I hope you do. Giannis Antetokounmpo recently told Eric Name of The Athletic that he believes he is currently at 80% of his peak ability. Is that possible? And if, oh yeah, how many more championships should he be expected to lead the Bucks to, assuming he reaches that 100% in his mind?
1: Toby, you answer first. I'm going to go get this mask.
2: Let's see. If I were saying that he was at 80%, I mean, what's the other 20% that he can improve? Being an effective jump shooter? Like be like being a real, I don't know, like three-point threat? If you were a turnover, I, I don't know what part of his game we can really improve by 20% other than the jump shot. So I would say that he's maybe, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with Giannis, but just from the observer's eye, I'd say he's closer to 90 to 95% complete because if he adds an effective jumper, which I don't know that he's ever going to be, you know, a real three-point threat or a real jump shot threat. So I don't think that that's ever going to be the case. But if this is true, (laughs) he's 20% able to improve, then you'd think he's got to win at least two more in Milwaukee. But I don't know that that's going to happen either. So I would say I'm
1: here with your DoorDash delivery from
2: (laughs) Mad Chicken. I would say, oh, no, I don't feel like Giannis. I noticed you didn't leave me a tip 20 percent, but we'll
1: see. You might want to reconsider how much you tipped me before I give you this chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could run around in this today if I don't. Yeah, Yeah. it's not scary. I can't do it in the summertime. Why not? I look like a ninja.
3: (laughs) A ninja of sorts. That ninja. sells it. Yep, there you go.
2: Though they just have to look a few uh, little bit south and realize you're not a ninja. <laughs>
1: uh, Giannis,
2: Giannis has more to give. Well, I how think... much more? Like 20%, if he's an 80% math guy here, that'd be improving by 25% of what he already is. Like, True. it's not like he's... You get that 80 percent, 20 percent improving by 25
3: percent of 80 is 20 like 80 plus 20 is 100.
2: He's got the ability to drive. He's got good handles. He's got good defense. He's a good playmaker. The only thing that really holds him back still is a jump shot. So unless he's adding a jump shot that is Steph Curry like then sure, he can improve by 20 30 40% if he added that, but that's not happening.
1: Well, maybe some of it isn't in his control. Maybe some of it is, like, how he's officiated. Sure. Maybe some of it is, you know, if, if, like, he didn't have these guys that went cold all the time, his assist numbers would skyrocket.
2: Well, and maybe he's talking about the fact that if he were able to shoot 85% from the free throw line, that maybe that's a big improvement for him. I don't know. The way he, the other night...
1: Sunday night, just like nonchalantly, was like, I need 50. I'll just make two threes. That was amazing. That was amazing. It was amazing. And so, if you can, like, if now I was going to say, if he could be Steph Curry from three, he's not going to be. I mean, you just hope that he's anybody decent from three, but that would, if he's a 35% three point shooter. Yeah. That changes a lot.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think there are other you know ways he could shave stuff you know like he could he could drop his turnovers by a quarter he could you know increase his offensive rebounding by a quarter or something like that just little stuff that you might not think of as ter- in terms of like oh a three point shot that's something huge but i think maybe he's thinking of little stuff that he can do to you know spice things up or cut down on the little mistakes well the and question i
2: I have with that is, is if he improves his three point shots to become effective and that's what he's really working on. I don't want it to change Giannis though. I don't want it to change the way he plays. You, you know, you get I want him still driving downhill at the bucket all game long as opposed to just getting to the three-point line and pulling up on a consistent basis. Cause I think part of the thing that makes Giannis so effective is I mean, I, I don't wanna bring this comparison in because people I've already compared him to it like Celtics fans, but it's like a running back going through and wearing down a defense. Like at some point in the third and fourth quarter, you're sick of standing in there and Giannis going through your chest and dunking the ball or getting a layup at the rim. So I think part of Giannis's effectiveness is his consistency in playing a physical game. And if he decides that he's going to now start pulling up from three, then I, I think that takes a little bit away. But at the same point you look at, a guy like Michael Jordan and the older he got, he lost a little bit of that physical edge that he had. So he had to evolve into a little bit more of a jump shooter. And we're getting to a point in Giannis's career where it's not going to happen in the next two to three years, I wouldn't think, but you look four and five and six years down the road. And Giannis probably does need to evolve into a little more of a jump shooter. Cause at some point in his career, this physicality is going to take a toll on him and he needs to add that jump shot. Couldn't agree more. That was five.
3: Yep, that's all I have uh, today. For... Oh yeah or oh no. Oh yeah to... or the oh Mark no. The Mark
2: Winkler Show podcast to get to 100 episodes.
3: What an honor to be featured on the 100th episode.
2: You think I would and... flamed out before
1: 100? <laughs> I
3: don't no. know. The real test sure is was... now after Packer season. Well, you if you thought I was going to get to 100, rolling.
1: that either means like I was dedicated and did it or I wasn't going to get another radio job. <laughs> but i have another radio job yeah i'm on the radio yeah you're famous <laughs> saturday anyway. on 100 stations like that counts right yeah 100 percent
3: are you do you have another one scheduled after that after in the future is there a future one scheduled at this point
1: no okay they Just like wandering. do what i did with totally like text me randomly like i need you right this second
3: oh <laughs> hey
2: they got you
1: <laughs> That's what they do with me.
2: I, I need you immediately. Hey, I'm at your back call Bart. Will I make it another 100
3: Yes. Probably. What is that? Uh, 20 Four or weeks? five
2: months? Talking Brewers baseball every day?
3: Middle, middle of March? You know what? Five Brewers bitching every night after the games?
1: Yeah, it's a bad time of year, but if I could... If I could double No, you look like a name.
3: French soldier.
1: Wee oui, wee. Oui. If I could you
3: put your armor on getting ready for battle in 1412.
1: <laughs> if if I could double my listenership. Wow. I could so everybody tell one friend
2: about the show. What if I have 3 friends and they already all listen to it?
3: Tell them to tell 3 friends.
2: Yeah. Should I tell At people nine. all around the DMV about the Bart Winkler show so they I can have get educated board. on Wisconsin sports? I mean, we listen to a
1: DMV guy talk Wisconsin sports here, so.
3: <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Matt, thank you. Yep. Uh, real good stuff. Thanks for having me.
1: You've earned another pleasure. opportunity.
3: Oh, wow. Too bad Tim Shade wasn't here to see this. He yeah. thought it would be terrible, but.
1: Yeah, you really stepped right. up.
3: It was alright. I'm not saying it was amazing, but you know, I, I tried. Well,
1: that's you can't set can the do. bar too high your first time. You know. Yeah, I like the charger question. It was uh, kind of tested little, our knowledge yeah. a little bit. I like yeah, that. I
3: didn't. Wa- I didn't want to keep it all local. Wanted to, you know, pull in something recent. saw I like that it. news cross. Well, we the like board. to talk
1: sports here. That's kind of that's the whole reason why we're doing this.
3: Yeah, well, we could bring a singer songwriter in and spice things up and just have them play a few songs with their acoustic guitar, but you know, we got better things to do. See you you boys later.
1: See ya. All right. Again, thanks to Matt. Thanks to Toby helping out on that one. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No one can do it like the great Paul Emig, but Matt, uh, I really do appreciate that effort. And that's again, going back to what I was saying before, like, yeah, I'm not on the radio, but you guys have taken an effort to keep me around and I'm not going to take that for granted. So I appreciate it. I do uh, enjoy the feedback. I think over the years, you know, I'm just trying to do the best show that I think that I can do. And over the years, you know, there's been a lot of feedback, good or bad. I was looking at some of the feedback from, again, I'm going through a bunch of old stuff. So I was looking at some of the feedback from when I very first started. The uh, Chuck and Winkler show, uh, some guy by the name of CG. This is from September 2016. I've been a long time listener of Chuck and Wicket, these two work so well together, made it a joy to listen to a couple hours each day. They made the day start out well. Then you added Winkler since day one. I've been disappointed in Winkler, he is an awful voice for radio, he talks through his nose. He's constantly negative and complaining. He talks over Chuck a lot. He seems pissed. His tone is bad. Chuck rules and does an awesome job. He deserves a better working partner. My advice is let Chuck run the show alone or find another partner for him. Okay, that's how he felt. That's fine. That guy also emailed me directly right after that. I hope you find a new job. You always sound pissed and talk over your co-host. I admire you giving it a show at being a radio personality, but you lack the personality needed for radio. Go back and listen to your shows. Maybe you will see why people are not liking you. Yeah. Um, Let's see. There was also one from Mike. He had said, when I first started with Chuck, you have to get this Bart idiot off the air. He is a whiny bitch and hard to listen to. Everyone I talked to is switching morning shows because of him. That's what I always liked. Everyone I know is switching. We are we are mass switching. We all got together in the parking park and ride and turned our preset that day. The reason I bring it up is because while I don't have any Carl's Place voicemails to share for you, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart, uh, I did. I did. I was editing this podcast, this very one. And I got a LinkedIn message, <laughs> so LinkedIn is really driving me nuts. LinkedIn's driving me nuts. I'm trying to go on there more, you know, uh, hashtag open to work. But every LinkedIn is like, I went down to my basement the other day, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying that because that's where I am, and I'm trying to come up with this on the spot. I went down because the real post, I don't know if the guy listens or not. I know him from high school, but I went down to my basement the other day, or I had a busy day. Many calls, many meetings. But beforehand, I had to go down in my basement to get something. There's an old box in the corner of my basement that I haven't looked at in a long time. And I looked at it today. Not sure why. Maybe the light was hitting it just right. But something sparked my interest in this box. And in this box was a bunch of old letters from high school, including one letter from my dad that said, Son, I know you have a big day today with your SATs. You can do it. I believe in you. That message can be equated to today. Sometimes we need to go back into our memory bank and pull out a source of inspiration if we're not feeling up to the task that day. Now it's time for my meetings. Right after I call my dad. Like everyone's trying to be Uh, everyone's trying, you know, everyone's trying to be a fucking poet. Now, I don't want to swear because I did get this linked in from Julie. She says, long time fan, but starting the podcast where every other word is an F bomb and talking about chest hair is a turn off. Really not interested in how often someone gets shit faced. Dot 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 dot. You are regressing. Is your target pop juveniles who love to swear? Can't actually listen now when kids are around. And again, if I've gotten one negative feedback, I don't know why I saved those other ones. Uh, I'm going to hang on to them for posterity. and going to keep that in my basement box. But this one bugs me. Oh, wait. We've talked again before. We've talked before. Oh, I understand what's going on here. Okay. Somebody, I'm doing, Okay. Someone, (laughs) someone, someone DM me. The same person DM me. I'm 78 healthy. I was so very sorry for the change in format. I'll never listen to Odyssey again. What bullshit. Hope to hear from you soon. (laughs) All right. So I guess bullshit's okay. F bomb's not. I came down to record this just seeing this first one. I didn't realize that we had connected in the past. so, Q, that one's directed at you. You and I showed our Chester that day. I'm not sure who the one was getting bombed that night. Half, half the people were jumping on talking about dry January. All right. So, I always like to read the good uh, along, along with the bad. The next live will be on. But the thing about LinkedIn is pissing me off. I almost want to read, like, I'm going to read it. I used to be the guy who didn't judge you for texting back. I saw it. It's on your phone. Why can't you respond? Now I'm the guy who doesn't always text back. There's a lot of things going on at the same time. If you ever feel like you're juggling a lot, text me. I'll get back to you. Tonight, I volunteered at my son's school for an event focused on the fun of reading. I ran the craft table while he ran around with his friends. At the end of the night, there was a raffle. Dad, we already have something like this at home. Is it okay if we give this to my friend? He really wanted to win. I'm grateful for my son. He's my role model. But why do we got to do this every day? Why why do we got to do this every day? But then there's the people that think LinkedIn is Facebook. They're still posting pictures of pick your president standing on a tank with an American flag with like eagle arms. (laughs) I mean, LinkedIn is the worst. LinkedIn is the worst. All right, well, whoever sent me that message, I don't know if it was this guy or his wife, but I apologize. I do apologize. I am trying to swear less, which I think the swearing has gone down a little bit, Uh, except for when Horvat's on. I can't stop that. And look, sometimes guys just want to sit around on YouTube and show each other their chest hair. I can't stop that either. Next live show will be after Bucks Clippers. This is a nine o'clock game. All the games tonight besides one are in the Eastern time zone or central time zone. The TNT 630 game is Cleveland and Memphis in Cleveland, I think. And then the nine o'clock game, they're like, well, what's the best nine o'clock game? The Clippers are a West coast team. So they're putting them on later against the bucks at nine, but it's in Milwaukee. So it's weird, but the nuggets and, Warriors play tonight at 8 Central, which is 9 Mountain. That could be the 9 o'clock game. I don't know. There's a big difference. Like, sometimes there's been games that have started at 8 before, and you're like, oh, my God, 8, 9 o'clock? It's on TNT, so it'll start late, and then the first game will probably go long. So that'll start later. But we're going to be there afterwards. After, afterwards. After, after Bucks Clippers, as late as it is. I'll be live on YouTube. Hopefully swear-free. Hopefully chest-hair-free. Now, if someone wants to show off hair down yonder, you know, I think we have to get a different uh, tube for that. But you never know what's going to happen Bart after dark. So I might have to put a disclaimer on that one. Thanks again. Our sort of 100th episode. Love you all. Smooches and kisses.